Right, Steve. So how's uh, how's Ramadan going then? I'm bloody hungry. Going? You're I'm hungry, hungry yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm dying here. I can't like stuff this year. Did you delete your online wife from the servers, or is it still up yo, in the cloud? Or what's going yo, on? that's a political question. Let's <laughs> let's stop now. Let's stop. Is she out in the E4? Have you cut her loose for for Ramadan? You get a new one, new DLC once it's done. <laughs> yo, you're trying to throw me a fire. Let's uh, to the next episode. The next episode. So welcome back to episode uh, blah blah blah, and yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's too. You know what? It's too long. You you know the vibes. You you know we're not really that prepared. <laughs> I'm joking. We prepare diligently every episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, we've been missing for a while. And thank you for your patience, and thank you for still listening. And we've been watching the stats online, so uh, let's keep the momentum going. And uh, one big, big, big news topic we missed, Aaron. Huge. I, I would argue. I would argue that it was even bigger than the war in Ukraine. Um, I can't believe we missed this, and it was right when we went on our little hiatus. But mm. you know, it's a bit late, but we might as well discuss it. Is it tragedy or is it comedy? I don't know. Oh God, man, it's tragic comedy. If that's a genre, I think um, you know the ups and the downs, the the emotions attached to it, the conversations that have been had about it since. Uh, mm. I mean, it truly is the biggest thing to ever happen, literally ever, I think. Um, a comedian got slapped at the Oscars, uh, so Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Wow, can you imagine? He's What's your crazy. first thoughts? What's your first thoughts? Me? You, you, like, just to give the, the listeners a background so that my thoughts are justified, which it probably won't be in the end, if, if I have to say that. So what, what, what was going on? Maybe if you give them a background of exactly what happened, what led to the slap. So, uh, you know, it was the Oscar ceremony and Chris Rock, the host, he, he as a comedian would do, it was making some jokes. So he mm. wasn't doing anything outside of the usual. And he uh, referenced Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, and mm. said, uh, oh, I'm really looking forward to G.I. Jane 2. Uh, and that so that's the joke. And basically why that's funny is because G.I. Jane was a movie in which you know, the lead female character had shaved her head bald. Mm. And Jada Pinkett Smith is bald. Uh, and this is due to her having alopecia. Uh, and I guess she, you know, she's, it's a sensitive topic for her. Mm. And Will Smith actually laughed at the joke, then turned around and looked at his wife wasn't laughing. Mm. Uh, and as Chris Rock was getting ready to go on to the next joke, he just casually walked up to the stage and slapped the shit out of him. And then sat back down and said... Uh, uh, don't put my wife's name in your fucking mouth or something like that. If you yeah, that was it. That uh, and then, yeah, they just they just moved on. Uh, and Will Smith ended up winning the Oscar for uh, Best Lead uh, for playing Serena Venus Williams' dad mm. uh, in, in the biopic about uh, King Richard, I believe it was called, um, mm. about, about their father and the life of uh, Serena and Venus Williams. I didn't watch it, but apparently, yeah, apparently he deserved the Oscar for it. And then he gave this whole spiel about how he's protecting his family and, you know, he really channeled the inner, inner Richard within him or whatever. Uh, and yeah, that, so that's what happened. And obviously that just took over the news cycle for a good few weeks. Mm. Um, we didn't really get to touch on it because we were on a hiatus, but we thought we might as well start off today's episode. We just talking a little bit about it. Do you know what it reminds me of? Mm. I'll, I'll give you an analogy. That reminds me of when I was a kid, right? 
and some some kid called me like he says something about my mum. Let's say, right? And I fought this kid. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then the teacher's there lecturing you, telling you, you know what, you shouldn't have fought the kid. You should have mm. told me, blah blah blah. Now at the time I was like, nah, he spoke about my mum, blah blah blah, right? Now I grow up and I reflect. Would I do it again? Yes, I would. <laughs> it's one of it's one of those ones where it's like I don't know. For me, there's like certain lines you don't cross, mm. and uh, I th- I think if you're making jokes, especially about someone's health and then someone's partner, you're playing with fire already. So mm. this is my opinion, but there's a caveat. This relationship mm. isn't a normal relationship. The relationship mm. that Will has with his wife is completely toxic. <laughs> Like she completely controls his mind. So if it was under normal circumstance, I'd say Chris Rock played with fire mm. and the fire burnt back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been annoyed either way. I think both like, it's just like, well, there we go. You just got slapped and whatever. But because of the circumstance and the mind games, I think he made a wrong move. I think that was really stupid of him. So, I mean, yeah, I guess we can talk about his marriage and everything in a minute, but um, I actually think, that it's one of those rare instances where both of them were in the right. As in, if you were to defend Chris Rock, you're saying, well, he's a comedian. Do you know what I mean? That's what, mm. that's what comedians do. They joke about stuff. Um, and if you're, if you're talking about Will Smith, it's like, well, yeah, he was trying to share about my wife, so I slapped him. So mm. you can't really, if you look at the, both of them, you can't really say like one was in the right and one was in the wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they both were just doing what they felt was right at the time but if you ask me it is a bit stupid and a bit hypocritical when so and the thing is the joke wasn't really that mad a joke if i'm going to be honest with you it was a very tame joke i don't think it really it deserved a slap you know what mm. i mean it, it, like what was it i remember watching a show where they were taking the piss out of pete davidson's dad who died on 9 11 you know talking about oh yes he, he, he you know this isn't the roast of pete davidson's dad he roasted on 9 oh yeah yeah you it was a like, british comedian what's his name uh, jimmy carr was it Jimmy Carr? No, it was. Yeah, it, was um, it was Jimmy Carr. Was and, it Jimmy Carr? Uh, okay, right. And uh, it was, you know, Pete Davidson was there and he laughed about it as well. So mm. I think, like, in the realm of comedy, it's, um, you know, it's, I'm it's fine acceptable to make those jokes, I guess. No, 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 no. I'm fine. If my dad died in 9 11 and then you say that to me, no, 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 I don't care. No, I know. I mean, I, yeah, I but that's the thing. Ever, Look, I, what I'm saying is that's a crazy joke. What, what Chris one. Rock said was like, it wasn't even that deep, if I'm being honest with you. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just a funny, yeah, in my opinion, it was just a funny joke. I don't know why. Like, and the thing is, Will Smith is a guy, yeah, who previously was like, yeah, I don't swear in any of my raps because, you know, my grandmother wouldn't want it. So your grandmother would want you to stand up in front of 50 million people or 100 million people or however many million people watched it and slap the shit out of a comedian you, you just don't agree with? I don't know. I don't agree with it. I don't know. I don't know. I agree with it. <laughs> like I said before, is like I think it's exactly what you said. No one's wrong. So... Either way, I'm not bothered. You know how people are outraged? They're like, oh my God, I can't believe. What do you mean you can't believe? Like, I can believe this. Like, I can see this happening. It, it was a very believable thing to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. let's be honest. I, I, didn't, like, I, I didn't understand all the people that were acting like they were personally slapped. Mm, do you know what I mean? It was like that the end of the world. Weird. Like, oh, I, this is like the biggest travesty. It's like, no, he, like it is what it is. Like, you just did the action. And he won in the end, I guess, in that sense. But... Um, I don't know, man. I, f- I feel like this guy is completely lost. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, like, the, the whole Will Smith family thing is just a whole different um, joke in and of itself mm. anyway. I mean, okay, you know, I don't know if you want to get into all that, but yeah. Let me ask you this before we get into that. Like, okay, alopecia, you say that's not the line, but where is the line? Like, let's say she was in a wheelchair. Mm. Would would a joke be a, be all right about her in a wheelchair? Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, in what setting? Mm. Do you know what I mean? The setting is important. Context is important as well. If I was walking down the street and some random guy just walked up to me and was like, oh, yeah, fuck your wife who's got alopecia. I mean, who's in a wheelchair. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'll be like, well, okay, yeah, you have every right to fuck him up. But if you go to an award ceremony where the whole point is that the comedian's going to roast the attendees mm. and it is a very tame joke like yeah everyone has their limit for what they can accept but if you're a mm. celebrity i would assume that that isn't the worst thing you've heard said about you i get what you mean yeah do you know what i mean it, it just seemed like such an overreaction do you not think like there was stuff behind the scenes that we don't know between him and chris rock maybe it has to be man because it, it was a bit out of the blue like I have heard that apparently Chris Rock has been taking the piss out of Jada a few times in the past, but I feel like, again, that's kind of, they put that on themselves. Um, so we'll get into now the, the their mm. marriage. So she has this red table talk uh, show um, and she just literally airs out their dirty laundry every day. This woman has countless times shown that she does not like her husband. You know what I mean? It's insane. <laughs> she does not like this man. And um, yeah. She had an uh, she calls it an entanglement, which is really just child grooming with uh, one of her friend, uh, one of the friends of her son, uh, mm. August Alcina. So she was sleeping with this twenty-one-year-old who she'd known for you know, very, I think a good few years. You know how mad and, that is. Yeah, and then <laughs> Your she's son's a much friend, older bro. woman as well. So I feel like there's some grooming going on there. I don't care what anyone says. I, yeah. You know, whether something is legal or illegal is whatever. But do you know what I mean? This is it. Just it just sounds wrong. And you're a married behavior, woman as well. Yeah. And um, you know, for many years they denied that they were open, you know, open relationship, and then they came out and they admitted they were in an open relationship. And she just keeps, she just every day finds a new way to embarrass mm. this man in it. And I don't know why he decided to, because I feel like if someone made that joke about Will, she wouldn't have given any kind of reaction. She wouldn't she have backed it. Along, you know what I mean? She wouldn't have backed it. So she wouldn't have backed it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. If it was the other way around, she wouldn't have backed it at all. And uh, yeah, to do it, I don't know, man. I'd lose my mind. If that happened to me, your son's friend, bro, of all people. Do you know what I mean? This is, like I mean, I don't, I don't know why. Scenarios. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things I just don't understand about, about them as a relationship. But I think what um, he's doing, what he what he did was like an over overreaction in, in the terms of like it's already rocky what's going on with them two. And he's trying to prove, like, he's trying to prove, like, yeah, I'm really about this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And this is how much I I'm care. a man. Yeah, basically, toxic masculinity. <laughs> So, I don't know, man. Like he, oh man, he just he just needs to end everything and start again. I'll be honest. He just needs to end it all and just start again. There's no need for this to continue because after this, like, didn't yeah. she put him on uh, social media for like just recording him out of the blue? And he's like, look, I don't want you to record me. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> you no, know, I think that was a, I think that was a um, like a joke video that they made. I don't think that was, yeah. Steve really spreading misinformation mm-hmm. here right misinformation, now. Misinformation, that's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was whatever. It was a slap. Everyone, I think, kind of overdone their reactions to it. People were talking about, oh, I'm literally shaking. You know, I feel, I'm, I'm afraid of my life is what some people were saying. It was just a bit, it was a bit much. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it was kind of, 
I can understand why you would slap someone if you felt that they were disrespecting your wife. But at the same time, he's a comedian. He's meant to make jokes. And it was a tame joke that was saying your way. I mean, okay, let me put you in the seat, right? Mm. At what point would it be like warranting you to get up and snap it? To be fair, now I'm thinking about it. Live on the Oscars. Live at the Oscars. And <laughs> the fact that he slapped him as well. And the thing is, it's like, I'm thinking, would you have slapped that, that the person that was up there if it was someone like know, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, Jason yeah, yeah. Momoa? Like, if it was one of these big guys that you knew you physically couldn't handle. And that's another thing. He's slapping down when he's not slapping up, if that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> like, so you're there's not defending your wife. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, you're not, this isn't a guy that you couldn't easily beat up, that you're, you know, it, you're yeah. defending your wife and you don't, you're so mad with rage that you've, like, he knows because he slapped him and he just calmly turned back and walked away. It wasn't even. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew happen. Chris Rock ain't going to do nothing. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, I, mm, I wasn't really feeling that. Mm, that yeah, I get you. That that, that idea, I wasn't feeling it. But uh, Aaron, you yourself, what would mm. it take for you to get up and slap a little man like that? Okay, but am I Will Smith in this scenario? Or is it still just me? You, Aaron Dawson. You, not you are somehow an actor. Not a lot, like because a I'm not because I'm not a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? No, but no, if, no, I, no. if I was a celebrity, yeah, if you were a celebrity, and I was attending an award show and I was sitting front row, I would assume that the comedian is going to chat shit about me anyway, and I just keep my cool regardless. Regardless, because it's doesn't dumb. matter what he's touched. Yeah, because it's dumb of uh, Will Smith to do that because now they've cancelled multiple shows that he was going to have on Netflix because you know there's going to be an overreaction when you do something in front of that many people. Mm. Uh, it's it's going to fuck you over in the long term. You're just going to have to hold that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's going to have to hold it. That is you what address it, is. it separately in a separate occasion. Do a Masvidal, you know, after the fight. Yeah, clock him outside, you know what I mean, exactly. when there's no cameras or whatever. But like, don't do it. In, in front of millions of people and the fact that he slapped him as well and not punched him that's like an added disrespect like I don't it's even respect you enough to punch you that sort of thing yeah, yeah. Um, and he got 10 year ban from the Academy Awards mm. I feel like the Smith family have always had a weird thing with the Oscars anyway they had that year where they, they like they boycotted it for 3-4 years because they were saying like the uh, Academy so white or whatever oh yeah yeah and then they got like they, there was a lot of things with, like going on between them and the Academy anyway it- is he a Scientologist as well? He is. See that man there? Him, uh, what's his name? Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise. They're all a bit weird. They're all weird, is. but do you know what it is, Steve? It's because they get um, exemption from taxes. Mm. That's all it is, bro. None of these people actually believe that nonsense. Like, there is literally a way for them to not pay taxes because they, can... they set up their own kind of, like, a small church of Scientology. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. they can write off everything as a as an expense to their religion. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can see Will Smith following it. <laughs> I mean, Will Smith just character he, type. Yeah, he he's really fallen in my eyes as a mm. person, regardless of the slap. Anyway, like mm. like you're Will Smith, man. What, what are you doing? Bro? Yeah, you're, like, you're big, bro. Like it doesn't make it's sense. Like, actually, it's like his when his daughter wrote a letter to. To a two-pack saying that my mommy misses you and I wish you were still alive. Bro, that's wrong. What? what? That's this guy is fighting the ghost of Tupac. Like it's insane. I, you know, for me personally, I don't get it. You're not gonna win this battle. You just like I said, you just call it quits. You are fighting ghosts, my friend. There's once, no you you know what I mean? It is what it is. Once your children are talking about Tupac, that's long. That's, yeah, man, it's done, man. It's it done, it's done. It is. I mean Keep they're a moving. weird family anyway, the whole family obviously yeah, yeah. to me. Um, I mean the, but the, yeah. The, yeah, let's not keep gossiping about this family. I mean, we could go on yeah. and on, you know, with the son, etc. But um, moving on. So, Aaron, what's in the news, sir? <laughs> you know, it's a I bit guess. of a slow week this week. 
we literally picked the worst time to We're come chlorine. back. Um, but basically, uh, there's just been a number of things going on, especially British politics. So Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson's wife all got about £50 fines for, uh, what? for breaking lockdown rules. Um, so again, very interesting that they only got £50 fines when there were literally people who were you know, on the breadline getting 10K fines and publicly shamed. Uh, if you remember when the... the uh, for, when the first lockdown was happening, they were like doing police raids into houses that were still having like birthday yeah, parties yeah. for their one-year-old and like shaming them by putting it online. Their faces. It's actually blurred. sad what they were doing, man. It was insane. Like when they done that, it was I, was, I was sick to my stomach. I said, "What the fuck are you doing? You're not blurring out their faces. You're plastering them all over the world. You're shaming them." But there now, was a neighbor. The guy's done it. Yeah, there was a neighbor, and I think she got married or something, and mm. she brought family together. It was like maximum like six people. Like mm. she knew she shouldn't have done it, but they did it. Police came, made the whole scene out. Made a whole yeah. scene, blah blah blah. Given the ticket, oh, yeah, basically a, a calling you a gathering. murderer. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, looking at you like you're your scum of the earth. These men were shubzing every week with cheese and wine, and he got a fifty pound fifty pound. It's disgusting. It really is disgusting. Really, and, and he's going to expense it. He's going to expense it. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you yeah, what's, yeah. what's going on right now with it. So, I've got a little summary here by the BBC. So, the common speaker says MPs will vote on Thursday on whether the PM should be investigated for knowingly misleading Parliament over breaching COVID laws. So, Lindsay Hoyle says he will allow MPs time to debate a motion from Labour on whether to refer Boris Johnson to Parliament's Privileges Committee. Johnson is expected shortly to make his first statement to MPs since being fined for breaking his own lockdown laws last week. The PM is expected to apologize, but repeat that he did not knowingly break the laws. Uh, his commons. <laughs> well, How do you not knowingly break the laws if you break the laws? Very, you that's the first it. point. Uh, his comments are set to follow a statement by the Home Secretary on the government's plan to send asylum seekers to Rwanda. We can discuss that as well. Mm. Uh, Johnson, his wife, and Chancellor Rishi Sunak have paid fines for attending a birthday gathering for the PM in June 2020. Opposition parties accuse him of misleading parliament and have called on him to resign. So, um, first of all, do you think he will even get into any trouble? No, man. He's expensive. This £50 ticket, he, he, will, he will never see it on his debit card. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is going I mean, straight expense. He, he's not even going to, like, first of all, yes, he's not even going to, I don't think he's even going to pay the fine. That's probably the taxpayer going to pay it. But yeah. beyond that, do you actually think that if they put this through in parliament that anything will really come of it do you think he'll end up resigning i think it's too late i don't think i don't i think he's done so much and gotten away with so much that nothing will get rid of him do you know what i mean like like if truly you were to get rid of him it would have been ages ago it would have been in christmas but now he's gone so far that nothing that, like it doesn't matter what you're gonna do he's just gonna stay in place i don't see what's so different with this compared to when we found out that he was having uh, shrubs or do you know what I mean mm. it's, it's, it's just it's, it's a bit too much like all, all of the um, you know the corruption allegations with it's not even allegations like with the um, the COVID test kits and that was insane like if you can get through that you're definitely going to get through this this is my opinion yeah this is the thing when when all of those news broke when we didn't get rid of this doofus you know what I mean now it's like <laughs> What what can you really do to someone who's sunk so low and hasn't resigned? Uh, and it's another interesting thing, actually. He, the wife of Rishi Sunak, mm. uh, who's a who's a billionaire anyway. Uh, I believe her dad is like the richest man yeah, in, in India, country or in India, yeah. And uh, so she, so he came out and he said, like, 
oh yeah, don't do any trade with Russia and this and that. And he was, again, it's like a lot of shaming towards mm-hmm. people who are just doing business. And then his own wife had shares in multiple Russian companies. Mm-hmm. And when that came to light, rather than just being like, he was just like, oh, what my wife's affairs are my business. First of all, what? And secondly, he was, um, yeah, first of all, what the fuck? And secondly, it's like uh, his, his actual response really was, oh, how do people know about my wife's business dealings? I want mm. that to be investigated. So again, you know, you, you even when You're you hiding, catch these yeah. people out in blatant lies where anyone else in the, in, you know, in the past would have had to resign. Mm. Uh, these are staying. They, they've got no shame. And, you know, their shamelessness is actually helping them get through every scandal. Why, if, you why did, if you don't accept it, it is what it is. Where do they find these people to get into politics? Because they're all the same. I don't know if you realize, but like they're all the same kind of type of people. Slimy. Listen, like nepotism runs right. You know what I mean? This is mm. this is not a thing that is started off of Boris Johnson. You know what I mean? His his dad would have put a foot in. You know what I mean? His his brother mm. would have had a foot in there somewhere. You know, his sister would have been in the media and so on and so forth. And eventually you get to where you are. I mean, Rishi Sunak comes from, again, a bit, I believe a billionaire family as well. If not at worst, you know, I mean, at their poorest, a millionaire family. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, these are all people who have connections. It's not coincidence. Let's yeah, it's not way. a coincidence that they're all the same type of person. And obviously, we've got, again, I just have to slander Keir Starmer every time I'm on here, but he's a complete bastard as well. Like, yeah, he, yeah. The worst opposition I've ever seen in any country, let alone the UK. Mm. I mean, this is the, the most useless opposition leader I've ever seen. And so, when you've got such a weak opposition coupled with a party that has no morals or shame whatsoever, you're not going to be, you can do whatever the hell you want. You're, you're mm. not going to lose power. You're always going to be ahead in the polls and you're never going to resign. That's you're it. immune, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit mad. Um, and, and you know what's funny? Like after this, very quickly they did that um, announcement about, oh yeah, we're sending people to Rwanda. And I feel should like... I, should I read about that as well? Yeah, actually? yeah. Just to give a background to our, to our listeners. So uh, <clears throat> this is by The Guardian. So for months, Boris Johnson has been grappling with the issue of the growing number of people making the perilous crossing uh, of the channel to reach the UK and claim asylum. His government has briefed media at different times that countries such as Albania or Ghana were ready to house offshore processing centers. Some newspapers reported that even ideas such as using wave machines to deter crossings were being considered, which the Home Secretary has denied. But last week, it was Rwanda that the government turned to as a partner in its newly announced asylum policy. Rather than merely processing UK asylum claims, the proposals involves permanently resettling migrants in Rwanda. The plans uh, provoked outrage with the head of the Refugee Council describing it as cruel and nasty. The UN's refugee agency said they would breach international law. On Easter Sunday, Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, said deporting and dumping refugees was ungodly. Will the policy ever see a single asylum seeker sent to Rwanda? Uh, Sundar Katwala, director of British Future, is doubtful. He tells Nasheen Iqbal the government faces significant legal challenges and the plan would be uh, exorbitantly, exorbitantly expensive. He mm. says that even as a populist rallying cry to his voter base, the policy may fall flat. Oh, for sure, the policy is it's not economical. It doesn't make sense, actually. I mean, so, what would what? That's so random to Rwanda. What? That's such a random place to send. Like what? Is as far as listen, I know what this is, man. Is they're playing for points. Like on a mm. hard, like cold hearted level, if you just analyze this, it's just economically not feasible. Because it means you need to fly every single one of them over mm. like it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, now let's look at the like the human side. Is for me, what's obvious is that he's losing a lot in the polls. The Conservative Party's really taking a downhill, you know, dive. 
And so they're throwing this policy out, which they know is not going to happen, just to get quick points. Because we know immigration is a hot topic in the UK. You know, oh, oh, my fine and all this stuff. You know what? Forget about that. Look at this. Like, we're sending mm. all these migrants away. They're very good at diverting, mm. doing diver- diversion politics. Um, what, what, and can I say, like, again, yeah. what kind of human being does that? Like, really think about it. How low you have to stoop to do that. It's absolutely horrible, but anyway. Again, I mean, we've never been kind to Pretty Patel on here, and today won't be the day where I do start being kind to her. Shame on that woman as well. Mm. You absolutely, I always call her a sellout because she is, that's exactly what she is. And we've mm. tried to understand the psychology behind how she became the person she is. I have no clue. It's crazy. Um, it makes it's no actually crazy. Yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. no sense to me. Uh, but yeah, like in terms of, Listen, if I'm running from a war-torn country to, you know, find asylum or a better life, even if I'm not running from a war-torn country, even if I'm an mm. economic migrant, as in there's no jobs in my country and I just want to go somewhere where I can earn more and have a stable work-life environment for my kids. If you then turn around and send me to Rwanda, with all due respect to Rwanda, I mean, my situation is not getting any better. It's getting worse after everything yeah, that yeah. I've been through. Yeah. Um, I'm not understanding it. And today, actually, there were some reports that the UK is scared now of falling behind. So this is the thing. As you said, they're trying to win points with this. But at the same time, they're considering bringing in a new system for immigration in which mm. if you have any kind of uh, degree and about £2,000 in sterling, they're just going to let you in, mm. period. Because uh, they're worried about falling behind other countries who are allowing more migration in because at mm. the end of the day, not all migrants are despicable human beings. A lot of them are actually educated people who are just looking for better work. Yeah. So, you know, as you said, on one side, they are trying to win points by saying, oh, we're going to send them all to Rwanda, mate. But at the same time, they are themselves worried about the fact that, okay, we're out of the EU now. And a lot of the skilled laborers that were going to come here and were going to actually help the infrastructure of the country are now mm. not going to come here. So what do we do about that? It's becoming less and less attractive. I mean, what was funny is that, like, because I knew, I know a few of these, like, migrant people, let's say, that they're talking about, you know, the ones that come off boats, etc. Mm. <clears throat> and, you, you know, it's actually quite easy to avoid the whole, the system, like, just to not be registered and not be blah, blah, blah. Mm. But a lot of them decide to because they, they actually have a legitimate reason for mm. why they're coming. Do you know what I mean? They, they give themselves in. And they tell them, look, this is my situation. I'm like asylum, blah, blah, blah. And they go through it knowing that, you know, the process is going to be fair. And if they'll get kicked, they'll get kicked. But if, if they have a true reason to stay, you know, they have faith in it. But now you give them no reason to actually give themselves in. So what, you, what you're going to find is just undocumented people, basically. People that you can't keep track of. Like, what do you think is going to happen? They're just not listen- going to give themselves in. All these TV shows that they used to really push in the 2000s to really, you know, do scare the public about migrants mm. where, you know, like border force and all of that stuff. Mm. Let me tell you something. If all these people decided to circumvent the whole actual procedure and like you said, we're all just undocumented to walk around, the amount of money and time it would have take, it would take to try and get all these people Impossible. would break your back financially and economically anyway. Yeah. So they're really fucking in that way. And also I got to say, bro, Again, with the cost of living and the way like inflation is going, so we're not earning as much, mm. um, and the the amount that we're earning is not going up in a way that is uh, indicative of the cost of living. Mm. And so, what you're seeing is people are more and more people are struggling financially in the UK, especially. Inflation is hitting us ridiculously hard. Mm. 
if you're somebody who wants to come to another country, the Britain doesn't even have the same allure that it used to have. Mm. Not that we take more immigrants than anyone else, by the way. Make that, yeah, make exactly. that let's make that very clear. UK still takes less immigrants than any other country. Like really, mm. when you think about it, there's you know there's. I think the number one is actually countries. Turkey. Yeah, I think Turkey because yeah. they're in the closest proximity to the yeah. country where people are usually fleeing from, which is the Middle East. Mm. So really, when you think about it like that, it's like okay. Wh- you know why not go to spain why not go to italy or to germany or to greece or to whatever Hmm. the uk isn't necessarily that attractive to even britons anymore like a lot of people (laughs) are considering moving out and with this you know with now uh, working from home becoming a popular thing Hmm. more and more people are going to be like you know what maybe i don't have to live in london maybe i don't have to even live in the uk and we're going to start seeing skilled people leaving the uk yeah yeah it's so, you know, uh it's Brexit. how about it you know what i mean <laughs> it's what it is yeah i don't know man <clears throat> i i think this is at the end of the day it's just to get brownie points because yeah. they're in a rubbish situation there's no way they're going to be able to pull this off if they do it's going to be a trump thing where they just built something useless and just wasted hella money you know with the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like like parts of the wall are already falling down because structurally it's just not like yeah, you to can't maintain do that it. is going to be impossible you know yeah I mean? it's, yeah it's but he did it he, he, he did do it <laughs> credit to him but it's mm. just a waste of money and yeah. i feel like that's the most it can be is a waste of money it's not even a good solution like if i was so inclined i mean what say, possessed the rwandan government to accept i mean why do they, i guess there's I money guess, of course I, I guess they get paid also oh, they will, we will pay per asylum seeker that they 100 percent. this is why so, they were again that doesn't make sense to me then what is the point yeah, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm just thinking, like, why would have all the countries... Like, Rwanda is such a random country, no? Do yeah. they have any ties with it? I mean, I guess, no, are they don't. part of the Commonwealth? Or, I mean, I do we even I, have the Commonwealth anymore? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah. again, I wouldn't be... Like, you, you know how it works. You pay, you play. So mm. I'm sure they've, they've, they've been able to, like, strike up some pre- preliminary... Uh, preliminary pre- deals. Preliminary or whatever, deals yeah. or whatever. So yeah, that part's quite interesting. But what's, let's take it another angle. So, of course, everyone's like, yeah, go on, send them back, blah, blah, blah. At the same point, the Tories are also saying, open your houses to Ukrainians. Open your houses, open your hearts, bring them in. Yeah. To recruit and they're actually Ukrainian saying they will, they will fund you if you do that. So you'll get like yeah. a, a, how much a is stipend like or nine, Let's say 900 mm. or something like that per person that you bring in, which... I- Again, begs the question: Why do we not do this for other people? I mean, mm. you know, we've had a whole. What, what is the differentiating factor? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, wonder, I wonder. I wonder. Mate. <laughs> it's, it's, sickening, really, it's really funny, like, because the whole we've done a whole episode on this, so let's not like rehash it. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's really funny because they keep talking about like civilization and civilized people and all of this, but like civilization started in Mesopotamia, which is like in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, anyway, whatever, you know, we're seeing... I mean, even as a last point, they'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, but we we have a direct, uh, you know, we have a direct reason why we're involved with Ukraines and we want Ukraine. Brother, you were in Afghanistan for like 15 years. <laughs> you were trying you to give literally them... causing the immigration. Like... Yeah, yeah, you were literally, this is what blows my mind. You were literally the cause. Like, you were mm. trying to implement your culture onto them. And now they're saying, okay, I want your culture, but I'm coming to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Basically. And now you're like, nah. So what you is went to really another about? man's house, you beat him up and said, no, look, you're going to live exactly how I want you to live. And then eventually he went, cool, I'll just come and live in your house. And now you're like, what? No, you can't come to my house. I've got to come to your house. That's it. You know, it doesn't work that way. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, we, like we said, we've spoken about this a million times over and I don't think it's worth 
go and yeah, let's not rehash the same topic. But um, let me just say, racism yeah. is playing at, at, at the finest racism in the Tory yeah, party. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing racism we're seeing here. It's crazy. Uh, you know what? Actually, I wasn't. We weren't planning on talking about this actually, but mm. I've just seen a, a post about it, so I might as well just bring go and bring up. So what happens every year during Ramadan is happening oh, again in Palestine. Course. Uh, with the occupying Israeli forces uh, coming in and, you know, gas bomb, beating people up uh, in Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is considered one of the most holy sites for for Muslims. And it's the thing that happens every year during Ramadan. And every year we see the same kind of propaganda machines turning, uh, you know, whether it be the vice president of the US saying, oh, we're so sorry about the lives lost to Israel. We're with you all the time. Uh, Where there's like this weird weird thing where you know if you kill a million palestinians it makes no difference do you know what I mean? it doesn't they're all matter. terrorists they're all yeah. whatever you know we'll just do what we want regardless of the fact that about that you've seen a million videos of them just beating up old men disabled people children women uh, who are doing nothing unprovoked you know women uh, you're seeing these people get absolutely brutalized day in day out and we're supposed to just sit here and be like oh yeah they're all terrorists like what the five-year-old with a with a little rock in his hand as a terrorist really yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean did your tank get a little boo-boo because someone threw a rock at it's, it? I mean, it's, it's like the international community imagine you you're living in this situation and mm-hmm. every year have every year they don't even manage it they don't they could say look we're banning everyone from entering this place so that we don't have any trouble they don't mm-hmm. bother with that like they know what they do like they want to send a message this is my opinion it's mm-hmm. like every year they want to send a clear message that we're here to control you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's the same thing. They don't control it. They just let it happen every year. International community says nothing. When I say international community, I mean like big bodies, UN, mm. no sanctions, no nothing. And then you're stuck in the middle like a dog, basically. But mm. You're being told, hey, you know, you know you, human being, you're actually a dog because mm. we don't care. And the moment you fight back, you're the terrorist. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, because it's, it's I literally saw a post showing the brave women of Ukraine getting their Molotovs ready to defend their homeland. And then yeah. the post directly under it by the same person was saying, oh, yeah, sure, these aren't terrorists. And she was pointing out a couple guys who had Molotovs in their hand. I'm like, mm. it's literally the exact same situation you're seeing in both cities. And again, we're talking about the hypocrisy here, where it's like, why is it that when they do it, all of a sudden it's you know, the worst thing ever, but the other side does it and they're brave heroines who are just defending their homeland. I do, I, I do one better. So I do one better. There, there was a video of a woman uh, fighting an a armed person, right? And they were mm. saying, look at this brave uh, Ukrainian woman. She was a young yeah. girl. Turns out it was a Palestinian about girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the blonde oh, but girl, that, right? Yeah, the blonde girl. But now it changes. It's like, oh, no. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, look, at the end of the day, for, for me, it's so clear that it's just hypo- like clear hypocrisy. Like, mm. oh, the situation is complicated. What is complicated? Like, <laughs> There's nothing what, complicated what compl- about it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> These men are going to pray in the month of Ramadan and every year they do the same thing. Like, what is complicated about the situation? Why does the international community do nothing? Like, they don't even bother any sanctions, nothing. What does that tell the people there? And what do you think, yeah. what do you think their, their conclusion is going to be? Okay, so you're telling me I'm a terrorist. Fine. Yeah. Of course, this is human psychology. Do you know what I mean? They're not yeah, going to be yeah, If you label someone something long enough, they'll confirmation bias. They'll start doing confirmation it. bias. They <laughs> say, like, "Okay, this is the only." Well, you're telling me this is the only way I can fight back yeah. is by being this. What you're telling me? Okay, I'll fully do it then. And so yeah, that's I mean, when you get the messed up. I, I assume this is how people felt. You know, people who were sane felt about the apartheid in South Africa. I don't really see much of a difference. You know what I mean? And I just just like yeah. now they will condemn that, but they will see a real life 
apartheid happening in front of them and just say nothing about it. Do you know what is is interesting? Because like people like to go up like on their high horses on South Africa, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee you, if they were born there at the time, you know, when Mm. it wasn't cool to talk about it, they would have said nothing. It's it's only, you know, hindsight is is nothing. Like really hindsight, anyone can do hindsight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh yeah, it was wrong. Blah blah blah. F the apartheid. But yeah. like, what are you doing today? What are you? What is your opinion like today? This yeah. is really the true measure of your character, because this is why it was difficult for South Africans to get this. Yeah, because people like you. <laughs> do you know what I mean whoever's yeah, by listening? Way, Steve isn't referring to me. He's referring yeah, yeah. to because I Evan. definitely don't agree with this shit. Yeah, go on. But do you know what I mean? Like, people like yeah. to take uh, a neutral stance, or or imagine you took a neutral stance during the apartheid because it's complicated. I don't know if you remember if people who've listened to our podcast for a while will know that my general stance has been I don't like middle manship like middle middle of the line ship or whatever you want to call it where people just go oh I'm just I'm going to stay neutral about it or you know oh they're both bad so I'm just gonna you know wipe my hands of it no you, you know what I mean you have to you have to pick a side and by saying that you're neutral in this because it's complicated as you said Steve you're basically saying that you're okay with what's happening because yeah. not doing nothing is the same as actually helping out the bad guys. You're happy with the status quo, basically. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You're happy with the way... Because not doing something means that you're condoning what's happening at the moment. Exactly, yeah. That, yeah. That's how I view it. I don't know. I'm sure you... No, 100%. This is what... I mean, this is our personal opinions, but this is how I view it as well. So if you can't, like, critically assess... I, I, I don't know, man. It, it really boils my blood because, uh, you know, it's, it's a load of stuff. And then, you, like you say, you look at the Ukrainian thing. What is the difference? What really, when we boil it down, what is the difference? Okay, maybe you can say, oh, they're not an ally of ours. Okay, fine. It's purely politically motivated. But then when you look at, like, people's opinions, you know, regular people, not governments, that still exists. And again, what is the difference? <laughs> you know, I don't want to yeah. go down that route again, but this is, I think racism plays a big part of it, like, deep of inside. Course, yeah. You don't see them as equal human beings to be able to fight for their lives basically you, yeah, you see them like dogs like no this is what you're meant this is actually what your life is meant to look like like there's nothing wrong with this situation do you know what like okay we, we we've referenced the ukraine situation so much and our podcast has been kind of keeping up with ukraine and what's going on there and we had a little hiatus as you all know so let's just give a you know a current update on what's going on in the ukraine uh, so russia is now trying to take over uh, a new region uh, so they're going after let's see donbass the donbass region uh, i believe they've seized one city already uh you know this this comes as a result of them trying to basically seize kiev and i believe it was unsuccessful from the russian side and so they've now mm. turned their attention towards uh, donbass and they said that that was just the first you know part of their long-term plan so they're not mm. easing up anytime soon and they're moving you know they have seized a considerable amount of of you know landmass from ukraine at the moment yeah, so they, yeah, they have, this yeah. is actually quite a serious situation where they've taken a, a vast number of you know uh, i don't know what you want to call it a vast square meters square meters but you know whatever yeah, area um, whatever. but they have taken a lot of space yeah um so that is still an ongoing situation and uh, i don't know if you have any input on that one steve and i just feel bad for the people there like who just living there do you know what i mean i, I know a lot of them escape but because I think they had a quite a terrible situation last week with the hospitals. Mm. Okay. I think a hospital got bombed or something along those lines. And it's just like, oh, you just want to see it end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just I mean, end when does it call end? It quits. I don't know. I, I, I think Putin is actually quite motivated, like to the point where he'd, like, it doesn't end here until he takes at least half the country, mm. then it will end. 
where you know where where does he because you know you said like half the country would he stop at half the country or would he say you know what because they have been saying they don't recognize ukraine as an as an actual mm. country anymore they're saying this is a full state mm. so what at what point does russia stop you they take the whole of ukraine because what, at what point would you stop? Let's say you take half the country and you see that their military is basically wiped out. They've got nothing to fight fight back with. Why would you not take the rest of the country too? Mm, well, I think I think still Europe has a vested interest in not allowing the whole of Ukraine to fall. So, but again, we've discussed this before. Um, mm. Because of the nuclear deterrent situation going on, it seems like all the Europeans can do really is give weapons to the Ukrainian forces but they can't actually step in because the moment they step in, as we've discussed before, is basically a world war. And I was mm. going through the radio channels and some of the stuff that was being said, I was like, oh, they're trying to basically get, get support from the general population to make this into a world war. Mm. One commentator on the BBC actually was saying how he doesn't want to use the word genocide, but Russia could be, could be committing a genocide, which is a massive mm, that's a big thing claim, to put yeah. forward. That's a big claim to put forward because you know, we've seen when that's happened before in the past is led to, you know, a world war and millions mm. and millions of people dying. So I feel like there is a kind of media push as well to kind of gain popularity for this. I think genocide is a harsh word. Yeah. Like if Iraq wasn't a genocide, this isn't yeah. a genocide. Okay. Mm. So let's not, let's stop playing around. Mm. I think it's a very, it's a military like a very strong military action but i've been looking at it and i'm thinking it's not as strong as it could be because if he really want because the amount of artilleries that russians have like in terms of like bombs is insane like if he wanted this to be over quick he then it would be a genocide he would just leveled everything do you know what i mean mm. he's take he's purposefully taken the long route but do you think that that's because he's trying to keep his resources in case you know, anyone wants to get leery and make it into but a like, war, like they don't, they don't even want to deplete his sources mm. or something like that. But I, I don't think they even have the defense to even cope with like the bare minimum that they will put mm. out. Do you know what I mean? Like it's actually insane how much they've stockpiled. So mm. I don't know. I feel like he's taken the long route because he doesn't want long term friction. Um, but let, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Uh, situation that obviously we'll keep covering on here we'll give you guys live updates as we can as we go along mm. um so we have covered it from the beginning and we'll continue to do so but obviously we can't make every episode about the ukraine situation um just because there's so much stuff happening every week and yeah, we yeah. do want to we do want to kind of have a more broad uh you know view of things uh steve actually you know what just to lie in the mood a little bit mm. uh not that this is <laughs> that much lighter of a mood uh situation but so Elon Musk has brought is now the biggest, uh, I believe, shareholder in Twitter, which doesn't mean yeah. that he owns the most, like he owns most of Twitter. It just means that of all the people who have shares, he has the most, which is about mm-hmm. 9%. So yeah. he owns about 9% of Twitter, um, but he's refused to go onto the board. Mm. Uh, and many are speculating that basically what Elon wants to do is just keep buying shares until he owns the whole of Twitter and his kind of general message that he's putting out there is I want freedom of speech and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make Twitter a better place and so on and so forth. Bruv, Twitter yeah, is a cesspit. <laughs> Twitter is a cesspit, but what I'm not understanding is why is Elon Musk so obsessed with Twitter? Why doesn't he just create his own? I mean, he's previously created his own platforms and stuff like I, yeah, I but- PayPal was his, right? 
PayPal is his, but I think Twitter is very, very highly successful. And he has a good eye for like things that will blow up in the future. And maybe he but sees it, the I potential mean, for... I mean, blow up any more than it Why has? not? I mean, I mean literally... look at Facebook. Facebook is now beyond Facebook. It's become Instagram. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's grown. Now. Yeah, it's got WhatsApp. Yeah. It's got Instagram. Yeah, yeah. There's, and I think he's looking at the the next stages of Twitter, like what it's going to be. Because you don't buy shares for today. You buy the mm. shares for like 10 years down the line. So do you think he'll, he will want to do a thing where he gets Twitter and he eventually, you know... He molds uh, it. A suck Zuckerberg, uh, you know, Zuckerberg into his it. realm. So, like, buy Facebook, buy like, you know, mm. what would be his long term plan here or strategy? And why buy the nine percent if you don't want to go onto the board? Do you think that's just well, he did he, a message? He also put in an offer to buy Twitter full stop. Yeah, that's but my they understanding. Sell it to him, but they right? wouldn't sell it to him. So we know his intention is clear. It's yeah. like you said, he just wants to take over completely. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because you don't know what they're thinking. Obviously, he has a plan for it. Maybe it's would just you, would data. you be pro Elon Musk having control of Twitter? Yes or no? Uh, I'm not pro any private entity, singular private entity controlling data like that. I, I don't mm. know. It, it, it's, it screams monopoly on thought because yeah. he's talking about freedom of, of ideas. That assumes he's a superhero, like he's benevolent. But let's yeah. say he's not. It's, it's if he has complete very, control, you know, it's yeah, not good someone news. brought up an interesting point that Elon Musk uh, directly and actively tries to stop any kind of um, union union being formed uh, mm. in Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, where's your freedom of speech there? Where he's firing people left, right, and center who he thinks are even thinking of starting a union. And we know mm. recently, for example, um, Jeff Bezos has found himself taking a fat L because. Uh, workers in america in one particular city i don't want to name this where it was in case i put the wrong mm-hmm. place out there but they won a landmark case where they were actually able to create a union um and again we interestingly enough uh, people like aoc who are always like oh yeah we're with the workers did not offer them any kind of help whatsoever <laughs> so again goes to show you the bullshit that is the political yeah, sphere yeah. at the moment but yeah so i mean you've got a guy like elon musk again you know we, we've talked in the past about how twitter has basically you know decided elections pretty Facebook, much where yeah. have de- decided elections and now you've got someone like elon musk who obviously has as you said his own sort of you know he's a private entity of his own and he has his own companies and his own interests exactly uh, how would he manipulate the twitter sphere uh, and the information that's been put out and the data that's been uploaded Mm. in the future so that's a bit but then who do you trust because there's no one you can't really I trust, trust no one man i trust no one honestly. not the government i was thinking like if you give it to the government i don't trust them <laughs> no you know what i i 100 um i'm understanding survivalists and conspiracy theorists a lot more as i grow older because you really can't <laughs> trust no one like you you yeah, really yeah. can't everyone has a vested interest in one thing or the other i think the best solution is to have people with opposite vested interest involved in the company do you yeah. know what i mean because then they will both pull on mm, either side. Technically, though, that's what the concept of government is. That's the concept of parliament. You're supposed to have two completely different ideologies fighting yeah. it out for popularity. But really what we've got in like Labour and Conservative or Republican and Democrat is people who are supposed to be opposites that really ultimately aren't that different. They, yeah, they, they kind of have slightly differing views, but they're not. They're all psychopaths. Yeah. They're all psychopaths. They're, you know what I mean? Uh shit attracts shit that sort of thing you know what i mean um so that's actually a really interesting little saga that's developing there 
Mm. You know, I'd like to see how that goes on. Will Elon give up eventually and sell his shares? Or what will he do with, with the 9% shares that he has if he's mm. not going to go on the board? What was the point of buying them? Um, yeah, it would just be interesting to see. Will he try to do a Donald Trump where he creates his own platform? Truth or whatever? Or, will mm. he, you know. You know what's also interesting? I was reading an article about, I think it was, oh, I forgot if it, if it was Tesla or it was one of these like car companies. And they're not making money, let's say. Right. Mm. But the point is actually they're not their business is not about the cars. Their business is about gathering data on how yeah. people drive, how mm. people like what what roads are like. And the cars are just a means of gathering that data. And their business is not based on the item that they're selling. The business is based on the data that they're producing and selling or yeah. manipulating. Yeah, I've heard and this may, as well. Yeah. And maybe it could be the case where Twitter, imagine you're basically tapped into like millions of people's minds, direct thoughts and mm. messages. Like you could leverage this in terms of understanding human beings and, you know, companies do that to understand. Bro, I've got, I've got a banner yeah. account where I'm just like, I've got like 10 followers and I just scream into the void on, on yeah, there all day. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, you can collect that data and basically create like a true to life AI version of me because it's like yeah. my most unhinged thoughts are all on there. So it's like, <laughs> can predict your behavior it's, it's scary, because of yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, exactly, this, yeah. you know, you know, using AI, Oh, this is what he likes is blah, blah, blah. And this could help him do things in the future. So mm. I don't know. This is a conspiracy theory, but I think it's based on data. Do you know what's, uh, do you know what's funny actually? Cause you, this sounds like it's, it's straight out of a sci-fi movie, but I was mm. listening to a podcast uh bobby lee's tiger belly i believe oh, yeah. it was, with will sasso who's a comedian he came on and he was talking about how a company um basically said to him and one of his friends we've set up this ai robot who's going to do everything for the podcast you need to give us your texts your you know social media everything like yeah. that and what it's going to do is it's going to look at all of those analyze it and pick topics that it thinks is going to be interesting to listeners Mm. And it's going to do all of it. The camera work, the, everything is going to be controlled by this date, like AI robot. Mm. And it's going to tell you what to talk about and how to talk about it. And we're going to see if that's going to create a, a podcast that is going to be, you know, mm. uh, it's going to be a good successful. podcast to listen yeah. to. It's successful. And so then he was kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if going forward, like we just let AI run governments and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds very like sci-fi movie-ish, but could there be a nugget of truth in in basically saying that if things keep developing the way they are and we keep being so distrustful of individuals like humans because of human error and human greed or whatever do you ever think that we'll get to a point where ai is advanced enough where we just let ai run the world but who but like the way ai is designed makes the AI or exactly. whatever, i guess yeah you add weightings like i don't know i've worked on ai projects before mm. and it's not necessarily like this thing that just thinks by itself. Like you already have but an input But do you think we on. could create that eventually? Because I'm talking about like distant future. Could we create a, a robot or an AI machine that we just is able to independently think? Yeah, well, for sure. But then you, it's like personalities. Like you can wait, you, you can push this AI in certain uh, tendencies. Mm. And you actually have to, otherwise it, like your AI solution won't work. So depending on what, who you are what kind of you know if you have nefarious uh, thoughts behind you yeah you could make an ai with certain tendencies or weightings to act in a, a way which you predict mm. so do you know what i mean like it like it's, What's it's your not thoughts so on that though like a podcast neutral. that is is i don't like that Aaron. controlled then what, by an what, ai what are we robot? doing then what are we doing what are we living for like forget about podcasts let's take it further let's say ai does everything yeah, AI does everything, and you just like you just get a stipend every month, and you just live. 
Yeah. Like, what are you doing in your life? Or what are you building towards? But would Same that not point. push you towards a different direction? Whereas right now, we do what we have to to earn capital to have mm-hmm. brief moments where we can... You know, but let me put it this way. E- even with art, let's say everyone goes into art, right? Okay. For example, this is everyone's dream is art. Do you not think there'll be an AI economy based on art that will just do but better But there is already. Art? There is yeah, already. that's my point. I mean, there's AI robots that can create art pieces in a matter of second, and they actually get sold for quite a bit. Like, you just put in an input. You say, oh, give me a Dune drawing or give me a Freddie Mercury drawing, and it will just give you, like, a weird blob that kind of resembles Freddie Mercury, and those will sell as NFTs on mm. the online market. But, like, let, let's say, like, you cannot make money, or, or, or there's no... Financial there's no currency incentive. anymore there's, there's no, no currency, currency yeah. would you still do things forever just I think, because i think you might I lose my mind i think you might if you had complete and utter freedom in terms of you might want to travel the world because remember human life isn't that long mm. you know what i mean you you will you won't ever run out of things to do like there will always be no, something like that you haven't experienced or done have you so, never had a weekend where you're like i'm bored but you have a playstation in your room you have books you have a million things have that the you money can't to do. just be like let me get on a plane and fly but that's what you think but then there's someone out there in like uh north africa who doesn't have a playstation etc and he's bored you know what i mean or there's a millionaire that can do that yeah, but, no, but, ima- no, but imagine imagine the person in north africa now who hasn't had anything tomorrow wakes up and you say okay you can have a playstation if you want that man will play playstation for 20 years straight and will not get <laughs> up from it and you know 20 years will be what a quarter I of his I life doubt, I, I doubt that I, th- I think eventually you get bored when you don't get reward i mean you I, and me I have played playstation for 20 years we've been playing i'm still playing it time. <laughs> So do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. I feel like uh, what is considered to be a reward will change. Right now, our rewards mostly are either monetary or some sort of like social societal acceptance where it's usually quite directly linked with money. So well, like, agree, yeah. you measure your success on money. I agree, uh, I agree. I think the measure of success will change. It won't be money. It'll be something else. I agree, but we still need that measure of success. We can't go without yeah, any Yeah, I think it will change. That's what I'm saying. I think the measure of success will change. But, but what will it be? This is my question. Like, my question is... With, I'm not smart enough to predict that, Steve. I'm I don't know. I don't know for your AI, but... No, nah, no, nah, I'm not AI, saying. unfortunately. <laughs> I can't predict that, but I think... You know, it, if, for example, if you said like... Uh, it depends on what what would be deemed as useful at that point. So if it's not something that's a money-making thing, mm. then, because, you know, for example, when you look at like someone like, uh, I don't know, Jeff Bezos, mm. or, yeah, I mean, I know I always mention these really rich guys because they're like in the public eye, but forget them. Let's say guys who buy and sh- sell stocks, like bankers. Mm. You know, they, some of them are revered as like, oh God, what a good businessman because he's making and selling money. But maybe the money that he's made is through selling, I don't know, baby Shirt formula with a hint of cancer to, to little kids do you know what i mean yeah yeah or, or, or like shorting uh cancer medication know, Ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly so it's like you know these guys are currently revered because of the money aspect of it but it might turn into a i'm just throwing it out here not that i've given this a lot of thought but it might be like oh whoever comes up with the coolest invention that year is now the guy and he's got no limit to his imagination whatsoever because money is not an issue so whatever AI you want to try anyway. and create but that's the thing that we create AI. So there might be a limit to the limitation to what the AI can create, but we as human beings have endless imagination. So whoever comes up with the most imaginative piece of tech that year becomes the new Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? They, they're the new Elon Musk of the world. That might become know. the new I, thing. I, I think have you never happens... seen those kids in Nigeria who are building like robots from scrap metal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Give then, those but kids useless. unlimited resources. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Give those kids unlimited resources with that level of imagination. 
Who knows? Maybe we'll, they'll become the new superstars. But will the AI with the unlimited resource be able to squash that creativity completely? Because it's not even worth looking at because the AI has made something incredible. I think so. It, well, it depends. Do you know what I mean? It depends on what kind of AI you're talking about. Is it an AI that has no limits? I'm talking that thing from Marvel, you know? <laughs> What's his name? No, if it's Jarvis, like, if, even if it was Jarvis, Jarvis still needs an Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? He still mm-hmm. needs Tony Stark. So it might just be a case of who's the best Tony Stark that year, and that's the superstar. Mm-hmm. We're know, going to fancy now. Creating yeah. something that isn't there already. Maybe space exploration will become the next thing. Maybe what we need to become an interplanet species is really to just get rid of the concept of money and have everyone focus towards, okay, give, how can I in any way contribute to exploring space? Give Whether I'm everyone, just a meat sack that you send into <laughs> space or if I'm the actual engineer that builds the spaceship. Give everyone a lightsaber. That's all I want to see. Hey, maybe the, hey, maybe the, the, a guy will actually create a lightsaber and then he will become the, the, you know, the next big thing for a couple of years. London will be mad. Oh, <laughs> That's can you imagine, bro? <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, also, would there be crime? That's another question. I think there will be some types of crime. I think there will always be crime. But money-oriented is... crime will not be there. No, it won't be money-oriented. But it might be based on, like, jealousy, greed. Yeah, I mean, that you can't get rid of regardless. You can't get you know rid of, I mean? yeah. yeah. But yeah. there's stuff like, oh, I'm selling drugs to make money or whatever. But you hope that go away if we reach that point. But yeah. we've seen enough films and played enough games where, you know, that still exists. But mm. interesting you think drug use would go up or down? Oh... I think it would go up. You think drug use would go up? I think people would still want to escape. Mm. Because I, I actually fear that life would be so boring because, well, you know, it's too perfect. It would just be monotonous. Mm. And there's no drive. I think people need drive, a reason why they're doing things. If the reason is gone, then we're in trouble. Like you said, we need to evolve the reason, but I have no idea what that is anymore. Like if it's not money. It's strange that I've met some people in life where I'm like, brother, even if... You had the whole world against you. You wouldn't realize that you had the struggle because your head's so empty and you, there's nothing there where, you know, they've got no drive. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't mm. matter whether you give them the world or you give them nothing. The guy's just, his situation just, is the same. He just doesn't care. Do you know what that I mean? Can never be me. Then there's other people who have a lot who, regardless of whether or not they have a lot, they still mm. are pushing against something. But even Always, if yeah. from the outside you think, well, he's got everything he needs. They're still pushing for something else. So mm. I think even then, like, yeah, I kind I do agree with you in that, like, people need to have something to push against. But also we might just be taking a, because that's how we are. We might just be taking a big brush and paying over everyone. Mm. There that's might true. be some people that's who true. are like, you know what, just give me a ready one, player one kind of, uh, you know, arcade Boss, machine yeah. where I'm like VR inside it and just let me live with my anime wife online. That's it. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want no stress, no nothing. I just want to be with my mm-hmm. anime wife, you know what I mean, and just do my thing. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Is that is? Are you self uh, expressing yourself? I understand. I mean, yeah. Is basically, right? leave Projection. me and my anime wife alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just live my life. Let me just live my life. You know what I mean? No shame. Anyway, we're coming to the hour mark. So thank you for listening, and um, let's cut it short. And we'll see you next time. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? That was bloody brilliant.